Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Good morning, listeners. It's A-Train. I am here talking with the star of our show, Super E. Super E, how are you, buddy? Doing good. Everybody have a happy Mother's Day. I hope everybody's telling the mothers how much they love them. And Absolutely. And you know appreciate what? Appreciate them. Super E, I'm going to tell you happy Mother's Day because I know in the past you've been called a mother. I know <laughs> yes, you have. N- yes, n- numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and uh, what, there was not a tone of affection in that either. <laughs> what <laughs> right. they would say. Exactly. It was usually followed by two more uh, yes. syllables. Yes. 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 Mother. Exactly. Beep, beep. Yes. And then, and then there was a hand gesture with one finger <laughs> heading towards the sky. Yes, which does not mean you're number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm, okay, great. Well, uh, I hope that you are honoring Mrs. Uh, Super E in the yes. proper way on this Mother's Day. Yes, what Mrs. Super E likes. Um, I helped her with the housework today, and now Aww. she's the gift that, gift that she wants the most is peace and quiet <laughs> so she can read her book. You know what? That is a perfect Mother's Day for her because that's all she wants is some peace and quiet. Yes, um, exactly. Absolutely. I think Mrs. Uh, A-Train is going to, she wants to go out and putt and gar- garden out in the yard, and that's what she's going to do. That's what Mrs. Supery yeah. and my 10-year-old did yesterday. They they sweated and slaved over this <laughs> garden to find out that a couple of raccoons came <laughs> and ripped them. Ripped the tomato plants out. <laughs> Those damn raccoons. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Sons but, of bitches. But, you know, being that it's Mother's Day, I thought I would relay. My mom was a very good mother, but she was also very humorous. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell one of the, <laughs> my mom, mom's Mother's Day stories. Uh-huh. And this was back. This was back when uh, Super just graduated from college. Not college, but high school. Okay. And so this was the end of the 70s, and uh, it was around Christmas time, and my mom's, what, you know, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, I didn't want much of anything. All I said, hey, can you get me a couple of albums? Because this was before, you know, people were using cassettes or, you know, CDs weren't even thought of yet. Right. I, I said, yeah. I said, give me a couple albums. And then the one, one of the albums I wanted was by the rock band, The Who. Everybody remembers of The Who. They had Tommy and all that. Yeah. And I said, get me this album by The Who. It's called Meaty, Beady, Big, and Bouncy. It was like the greatest, <laughs> it was the greatest hits album. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. like, The Who, Meaty, Beady, Big, and Bouncy. Okay. <laughs> it's so, you know, a couple of hours later, she comes back. And she looks a little frazzled. I go, what is wrong? And she was kind of like she was having her Norma Ray moment where she was taking a stand. Yeah. I go, is everything okay at the, you know, at the mall? 
and she goes, I refused to purchase an album called Beat the Meat, Big and Bouncy. <laughs> Beat the Meat. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? The album by The Who, where they're proclaiming that they like to beat their meat, Big and Bouncy. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, no, the name of the album is Meaty, Beaty, Big and Bouncy. It's, it's a nickname for each of the band members. Uh, oh, so they're not describing how they like to beat their meat and make it big and bouncy? I go, Mom, this is awkward to talk about, but no, that is not what that's about. Oh. And so, so I've been laughing about that for 43 years now. That's funny. And then she immediately brought up, and while we're on the subject, I am so sick of picking up your crusty, dirty-ass tube socks next to your bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly one broke and almost cut my hand <laughs> oh you know mothers god bless them they put up with a lot don't they yes yes they do they, i mean it's uh, it's unbelievable what they do now what was it like for mrs a train or i'm sorry your mom yes so grandma a train how's that yes or well whatever grandma to my kids but uh she was a fantastic mother uh, she raised 11 kids on not a whole lot of funds. And, you know, I have three kids and I look back and I'm like, how in the hell would you raise 11 kids? My question is, how does she survive giving birth to 11 kids? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, she, she just passed a few years ago. She lived to be 93. That was her. That woman could run circles around us. I mean, up until, oh, yeah. uh, you know, up until the day she, she passed, she, she was an active, active little, little broad and I miss <laughs> her. I miss her. Oh. Now, okay. You had 10 brothers and sisters. Yeah. What was the age range? You were the youngest, right? Right. Right. So the, uh, there was like a 17 year span between the first and the last. So yeah, she was, she was busy. Just popping oh kids my, out. Oh my. <laughs> Your dad must have been, oh my God. Yeah, he was a horny bastard. So, yeah. Nope. She, she was a fantastic mother and even a better grandmother. I mean, her, her with my, my kids, man, the best, the best. I miss her. Well, you know what? That kind of makes me segue. Now, my mom had three sisters, and they all talked about their mother. They all called her mother, which was all our kids' grandmothers. And the thing about my mom's mom and my grandmother was, on my mom's side, um, she was a little prickly. And here's the thing. She completely ignored most of her grandchildren, except for she doted on, like, one uh-huh. grandchild uh-huh. and focused in on them mm-hmm. and that made that made a little you know a yeah. little bit of hostility because we're just kids and yeah. we didn't understand a little tension yes a little tension and then of course my dad and the rest of my uncles they despised her because she would <laughs> like to just move in i'm not telling talking tells about it. she'd like to move in and just live with one of her daughters okay and it was she was kind of like you know you should move in and you know, kids would be tossed out of their bed, sleeping on the couch. You'd eat all the food and, and basically wouldn't pay for anything. And then she would go over to the one relative's house and focus and give them all this money, blah, blah, blah. Um. So, 
So things were a little acrimonious. But my grandmother, she lived to be like 96 or 97. Okay. So even though, you know, I found her, you know, everybody found her irritating. I still, when she passed away for my mom, I was, I was going to the funeral because some of the grandkids did not go. Uh, a couple of them that are there with me to pay their respects, mm-hmm. but I, I understand why the others didn't go. But I remember I was sitting there with my mom and my mom and my aunts were unbelievable control freaks. And we didn't need any encyclopedias in the houses because they knew everything. <laughs> now, and, uh, are you going to get in trouble if the ants listen to this? <laughs> uh, I don't think, I don't think so. Okay. And, and so, Anyways, there were such control freaks at the funeral. They would not let the people at the funeral home, you know, do my grandmother's makeup. Oh. They they had to do, we got to do the makeup. We got to do the hair. And I'm like, you didn't let the professionals? She goes, no, me and your aunts did it. Wow. So I get to the funeral home. I go, is that grandma or David Bowie? I'm like, what did you guys do? <laughs> God. They had the, the real thick yeah, blue eye say, shadow Ziggy? on. <laughs> <Ziggy>. <laughs> And so, uh, so okay. And then my mom, she had the right to eulogy, and it was a little bit of an embellishment, and it was so sugar coated. Everybody needed an insulin shot afterwards. And <laughs> and the minister who was reading it, he had no idea who my grandmother was. So he's reading it, and he's he's putting all this thought and soul, and you know. Mm-hmm. My mom wrote like, oh, they called her mother. Mother never disciplined us. She only used her gentle words to correct us if we did anything wrong. That's what I remember about mother was her sweetness and kindness. And I'm thinking, you know what? There seems to be a little bit of, you know, rose colored glasses here. I was thinking, well, I guess, I guess we'll let it go with that. And then I was thinking, which is kind of selfish of me, this is the most boring funeral ever. How long is this going to take? Like, I wanted to be entertained, like, there's a floor show. Right, right. Yeah, When's the band start? I was like, oh my God, this is, this is so boring. I can't stay awake any longer. This, this is murder. This can't get any worse. But, but I was wrong, but it got way more entertaining. Okay. Some people might thought I was because when the minister goes, well, I'm done now. Does anybody, would anybody else like to add to you about how sweet oh. and kind grandma was? Oh, that's a mistake. One of my cousins gets up and she was the middle of my, uh, uncle Louie's kids. And she was kind of like the Jan Brady. You know, she yeah. was the, like the middle child mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, she got picked on because the oldest, my cousin, she looked, she looked like she was beautiful, looked like Cinderella. And then my, uh, cousin, his name was Stevie. He was a rascal and, and mean as shit. And, uh, so she had to deal being with those kids. But so she gets up the cousin that looked like Jan Brady or was like Jan Brady. She gets up and she goes, I'd like to say a few words about grandma. I'm like, oh God, here we go. It's about to get worse. worse. No, I was wrong. I was way wrong. It was about to get a thousand times more awesome. (laughs) So my mom goes, oh, she's going to talk about how sweet grandma was. My cousin gets up and she goes, I remember one time when grandma was babysitting us. My, My brother, who was so mean to me, him and his friends, the Honeycats, and I remember the Honeycats, they were much bastards. God, we're saying names. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you can bleep it out. Ah, whatever. And Who gives a shit? She goes, my 
my brother was calling me names. He was calling me ugly, and it was hurting my feelings, and I was about to cry. And Grandma was in the other room, and she overheard it, and she come flying through that door, and she did this massive uppercut to my <laughs> asshole brother's stomach and punched him in the stomach real hard, and he collapsed, groaning, Grandma! And he was out of breath. And Grandma said, don't you ever call your sister ugly again. I'll knock you out. And I'll, I'll, I'll knock you out in the dish. And, and my, my cousin, when she did this, she's telling the story. She was real emphatic. She did a big swinging up. She jumped in the air and landed, did a big swinging uppercut in front of everybody where the guy was doing the eulogy. And I just stood there and said, this is awesome. I go, could it get any better? Please, can it get any better? And I was not disappointed. And then, and then my other cousin, who was the youngest of the sisters, she goes, I would like to tell about grandma too. And my, my mom goes, oh, I hope this is better than that one. <laughs> my youngest cousin of the family goes, my mom told me that she was 10 years old and she was out uh, hiding behind the shed and she was smoking a pack of cigarettes when she was 10 years old. Okay. And she was hiding so grandma wouldn't find her. Well, grandma knew something was up. She ran around behind that shed and caught my mom smoking cigarettes when she was 10. And here's what grandma did. She drug my mom into the house, set her down at the table, and took the rest of that pack of cigarettes, crumbled them up into a cereal bowl, and poured milk on them and made my mom eat all the, that big pile of nicotine like it was shredded wheat. What? And I was like, oh, shit. shit. Oh, Grandma was Dr. Mangala. I was like, <laughs> I looked at my mom and went gentle and kind, only used her oh. words. And my mom was clutching her pearls going, oh, uh, my word. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. I don't remember these incidents. Yeah, there are uh, some things in the past that need to just be left unspoken. Don't talk so, about them. Yes. So that <laughs> makes me transition into some of the horrible things I've seen. Okay, that's great. But I, I, maybe I'm Mr. Obvious here, but uh, Super, you're a hillbilly, aren't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, try, I try not to be. Okay, okay. I think it's obvious, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> but that was one of the greatest moments of awesomeness that I've ever seen, which leads me into transition of there's mothers that even did worse things than that. Okay. And um, I remember, I think the, we touched on this, the one about where me and Double S locked up the chick for prostitution. She kept, kept saying, I can't go to jail. I can't go to jail. Yeah. Why not? Well, who's got my, you know, who's going to look after my daughter? What, well, where's your daughter at? Well, my 12 year old daughter, she needs to be, well, where's she at? She goes, well, I don't know. Well, how can we go find her? She goes, well, I don't know. But if you go ask the drug dealer, Pop-Tart, he knows where she is. And we say, get your ass in the van. Uh, and then, you know, nobody could find her. I think she might have been lying. But if that was that was one of the horrible examples of so, mother's care. Yeah. So, okay. She didn't know where her daughter was. And it ended up her 12-year-old daughter was with Pop-Tart. Yes. Her Pop-Tart, the drug dealer. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, that's not yeah. mother of the year stuff right there. That definitely is not mother year year yeah. and here and here's a here's just another quick one one time there was this girl that was uh, she was on the street all the time 
and uh, she was telling me a story about her, her how she grew up. She was like fourteen or fifteen. Her parents were drug addicts, and her mother would let some pimply faced, creepy guy that sold pills take her out on dates. Now he was like in his twenties. And how old was uh, she, how old was the daughter? It's like fourteen or fifteen. Oh God! And to trade for like pills. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God! And you know that's horrible. But I think I got the uh, mega. We can't believe this happened. That a mother would do this. Okay. There was a chick that used to work the hot dog stand, and uh, she, a train. She was unbelievably ugly. You, I mean, you know how you have the evolution of man from like a rat yeah. to a, a gorilla. Uh -huh. She was a few steps behind the gorillas. I mean, she looked, if she came out of a swimming pool, it looked like she had, she should have seaweed hanging off her like the <laughs> creature from the black woman. She had, she had arm hair she had arm hair that hanged that hung down off her arm oh. and oh she was like about 200 pounds give her a big club and you know she would be out hunting t-rexes and her, oh, her teeth oh my god her teeth looked like a train derailment in her mouth and i was like oh how does she make any money and come to find out she had a sugar daddy in kentucky that oh. gave her 30 five thousand dollars cash well that's big money it lasted about a week yeah <laughs> and then she went she and then she had to go back to work in the street but she had had a child that was like two or three months old and she was living in one of them crummy apartments there on the hot dog stand mm -hmm. well one of my partners he uh went out and, and had locked her up for prostitution she was working the street and again she did the same thing about the woman about pop tart she was like, i can't go to jail and he's like why well i've got an infant child you know and i i've you know it's got to be taken care of and he's like well where is she right now well i've got somebody babysitting her but you know they can't do it the whole time so i can't go to jail so he's like well let's go let's go check on your infant child let's see let's mm -hmm. go let's see what's going on so he gets out goes up into this sleazy ass cheap apartment on hot dog stand. He goes up there and he goes into her apartment and he sees laying on the bed, a three month old infant and laying next to the infant was this dirty, smelly, drunken homeless guy <sighs> was sleeping next to the child. <sighs> so he automatically grabs a guy cause he thinks the guy broke in right. and was, you know, going to do something really weird with this child, this infant. He grabbed me and goes, what in the hell are you doing in here? And the prostitute that he just arrested, she's looking kind of shifty-eyed, like, uh-oh. Uh -huh. And the the bum pointed at her and goes, she gave me 50 cents to come up here and watch her child for a couple hours while she went out to make money for crack. Oh, my and, God. And, and my partner was like, oh, my, get me victim assistance, child protective services. Yeah. Your ass is going to jail. And he said that to the mother. And then, you know, he took the homeless guy's name and let him go, of course. Right. But I thought, how could somebody do that? Man. That is, that is bottom of the barrel. 
Yeah, that is. And this was a this was an infant. This was a, a this young three, young baby, three four month year old. And this this was when crack just hit our town and was just destroying it. My God, and yeah, that's what she was. She 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 just completely completely could care less about her infant child, leaving it with this home. She didn't know anything about it. She, he goes, I've never met her. He, uh, my partner was like, Do you know her? He goes, I never met her before. She just come wandering down the sidewalk. I was <sighs> staggering about. She goes, hey, you want to make 50 cents? And he was like, sure. What do I got to do? Just go up there and watch my baby for a couple hours while I make some money. I got to get some crack. My God. Yeah. Wow, 50 cents for a couple yeah, exactly. hours. That is yeah. way below minimum wage. That is exactly. So this, you know what? I know the listeners are looking at this as like the most uplifting <laughs> mother's day. <laughs> Super E, we started out so sunny and cheerful talking about our beautiful mothers and man, it's gone downhill quick. It has gone downhill, but this is what the people, our listeners, all four of them, our listeners, <laughs> yeah, they don't know about this stuff. Right. And and this is what we saw on the street. And this is this kind of makes policemen a little jaded. You know, we're like, I yeah. can't believe there's kids that out that have to put up with this exactly endure this exactly and and well, let me ask you ahead. this on the infant thing so your partner called victims assistance they obviously came out they got they took custody of the child i'm assuming they went the child went to the guardian's home or wherever yes yes yeah, got got the child out of that situation yes um, that child was out of that you know so let, okay so let's unpack it a little more so you know your partner's out. He's doing, you know, vice stuff. He's he's locking up prostitutes, and just in the conversation, he learns this infant is in there being watched by whoever, and he discovers yes. discovers some hobos watching this child for fifty cents. And a, uh, a, yes, a hobo that the prostitute knew nothing about. Right, right. So, so because of the he followed up a little more. He was able to get that child out of that situation because yes. that, that, that's not a good situation for no, an infant. No, that's not. A, yeah. Her, her screening test was quite low. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, that can't be true, but God. it was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Super, what other stories do you have to tell us that makes me want to split slip my wrist? <laughs> well, Please. you know what? Since... since <laughs> Since we went to the bottom of the barrel of despair, <laughs> let's leave this quick hitter episode with a little bit of an uplifting thing. Okay. Of my beautiful wife, uh-huh. her father, who the more we found out about him, the more me and Double S idolized him because <laughs> he would do and say things that made us laugh, the stories we heard about him. And this is a Mother's Day story I'm going to end on. Okay. Um, my wife recalls one Mother's Day <laughs> when they were, her and her two sisters were giving their mom their Mother's Day cards that they made, you know, crayons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they handed it, and then she said, the father had been gone. And the mother was going out, and your father probably forgot it's Mother's Day. That's just like him to forget it's Mother's Day. Well, boom, who comes into the house but her husband, my wife's wonderful father, and he looked at his wife, and he was carrying a set of bongos <laughs> with a price tag. And, he, and my wife said he just tossed the bongos to his wife. 
It goes, happy Mother's Day. And my mother-in-law is looking at the bongos, and on the, on the price tag, it said 50 cents. He went to a garage sale and got her a set of bongos for Mother's Day that cost 50 cents. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, that is the best Mother's Day story. So heartwarming. You know, oh my bongo, God. Nothing says Mother's Day like a set of garage sale bongos. It, so what you're saying is he, the babysitting money he earned, the 50 cents, <laughs> he bought some bongos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. My wife's, my wife's father had nothing to do. All right, I'm just kidding. The, but is that not a coincidence? Oh, yeah, the two segway of the 50 yeah, cent thing. It is. Oh, my but, God. Yeah, that, we're going we're gonna to leave the listeners <laughs> with that uplifting tale of Mother's Day. Right, so all you guys out there, you know, that think you have in the past bought a lame Mother's Day present for your, for your wife. Uh, yeah, no. You, you're you okay because you didn't buy her any bongos. <laughs> Um, from, a, from a garage sale. Right, right. Now, I do have a, I have one follow-up question. Okay, you had referenced the drug dealer named Pop-Tart. Yes. Okay, now, is he any relation to President Biden's friend, Corn Pop? He, I think he might be a distant cousin. Okay, okay, okay. Because, yeah, President Biden talks about Corn Pop a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, and then I think they had a I think they had an aunt named Spam. So. <laughs> oh god, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. fantastic, fantastic. So, that, so that's the end of the podcast. With that, <laughs> yes, we are completely done. We'll be going off the air. Uh, but no, I do want to say this to all you wonderful mothers out there listening. The there's probably one or two of you. Um, <laughs> I do want to. I want to say Happy Mother's Day to you, and um, the, you know, being a mother is the greatest thing in the world, and you guys do the hardest job ever, and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day to all your mothers out there. Okay, all right, we're gonna call this quits. Thanks, everybody. Right. See ya. See ya. Bye. <laughs>